I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. Woo-ha! We are song versus song. And we have the promised fisheye lens episode today. We are going back to the mid-90s. We're going to the Hype Williams era. Song versus song this week. We are doing Busta Rhymes' Woo-ha! Got y'all in check. Versus Missy Elliott's The Rain, parentheses, Super Duper Fly. There are a lot of words in this matchup today. And we also... And when we want a lot of words, we have our special guest who we bring in sometimes. <laughs> Say hi, David. Rah, rah, like a dungeon dragon. It's your boy, Rap Critic, a.k.a. Mr. DJ Jackson, a.k.a. Uh, motherfucking the man of all rainbows, a.k.a. El Basso Magnifico, a.k.a. Uh, a.k.a. because I'm always known as something else. How y'all doing? Wow, that, that intro has gotten a lot longer since the last time we had you <laughs> on, David. <laughs> so, Darren, what the dealio? What's happening? I'm feeling good, feeling great. Yeah, I'm here to talk about the the king and queen of the uh, colorful fisheye lens music videos in the '90s. Let Let's get into it. Let's get into the Let's get into the discussion. That's right. We're gonna make a rap video with a couple of friends. <laughs> oh, ever didn't look but I want a fisheye lens. I am Reptar. Hear me roar. <laughs> We're doing it for the purple. Exactly. Beep beep. Who's got the keys <laughs> to the Jeep? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, boy, it's really fun. Dude. I really do enjoy doing 90s episodes. They are always my favorite because they are, you know, like this is 96, 97. Um, so these are like firmly high school years for me. We're firmly and, uh, in the mid-90s right now, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, truly, I don't think that there is anything more fascinating than watching a bunch of middle-class suburban white kids dancing to these two songs at prom. <laughs> Did they really? Oh, of man. course! <laughs> of course! Y'all, 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 I wanted to see it. I wish I could have seen it. <laughs> I mean, my prom memories are all outcast. <laughs> oh, man, so embarrassing. So wonderful. <laughs> so delightful. Well, why don't we just ask? We have two songs here. Two of the greatest songs of all time launched two of the the best rap careers of the 90s. But which one is the better one? Uh, You know, this is going to be a tough one. Okay, I can. I genuinely in the lead up to this, I could hear Darren having a Socratic (laughs) argument with himself (laughs) about this. And because we talk on the phone pretty regularly, I feel like we already have like. You know, in drips and drabs, fits and starts, started doing this. Like, yeah, when when you threw these names at me and these songs, I was just like, oh my god, yeah, you're right. These were the two that you would do the head to head, wild energy, you know, insane uh, music videos going at each other, real wild and colorful. But which one is the cooler one? And, but it's interesting to think about it because, right, like these are their first singles as uh, uh, solo you know, artists. Yeah, as, solo artists as main artists. Mm-hmm. They've done remixes of other people's songs, and they'd show up and do a guest verse. And they were starting to get big, but these were like the big breakthroughs. Yeah, and, and Buster Rhymes was a part of uh, Buster Rhymes was a part of Leaders of the New School from the early early nineties. So like he had kind of had his thing with you know uh, just another case of that OPTA, you know. So he had had like a couple of minor sleeper like underground hip hop hits like with that yes, group, and, and then he broke out from there. Yes, this is all true, but we started with a question, Darren. That's oh. true. <laughs> we did. Yeah, don't try to don't try to dodge it. Okay. Oh, I see. I see you talking in circles like a politician, like a politician trying to get oh. out of answering oh. this very difficult question. <sighs> yeah. Wow. So, all right, if we got to, my man wants to get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, yeah. so 
Yeah, man. So listening to both of these songs, I really had that moment because I was like, oh yeah, Buster Rhymes. Like, and this song is a song I love too, right? Because I love Buster Rhymes' energy, insane manic, all over the place. And then when you think about the the uh, Missy Elliott song, it is kind of like the opposite of most of the energy that you expect from them. Cause like, it's actually a very low key song, but dang, you know, I was thinking like what really represents Busta Rhymes is, and my brain went to put all your hands where my eyes can see. And I was thinking like, that's the bigger like song for him. But then it's like, but that's oddly a more low key song. And then the big hit song for Missy Elliott would be the work it, which is, you know, that I feel like that matches what she is a lot more. But putting it against like each other, like which one is ultimately better? It's like as much as I love, love, love Buster Rhymes and Satan Manic Energy, because that's what I fucking was all the time. I think about like the rain, and I just think like, but I think because they went with that low key element, I think that just made this like last longer as a song. Like I feel like the Buster Rhymes song is more immediately dated than this one is. You know, weird enough. So it's like I gotta, I think I gotta go with uh, uh, the rain, and, and I, uh, I actually wrote down four criteria. To be like, okay, so, you know, what what really represents for me, uh, you know, what would, like, take it over the edge? Like, all right, so lyrics and video and uh, the actual, like, you know, music itself and, like, the legacy of the artist, like, overall, right? Like, that was what I was looking at to sort of, like, you know, help come to my conclusion. Wow, you did not, you did not have to do all this. I know. <laughs> but I was like, yo, if I'm going to respect it, let me, let, let me, let me, let me, you know what I'm saying? Let, let's, let's get to it, you know? Like, like if we, if we brought it to me, I'd be like... I guess I like Busta's hat better than Missy's suit, so I'm going with Busta. And you're out here with the like the historian's view. <laughs> Let's break down. Hold on, hold on. Let me go with. Let me ask Lena first, and then uh-huh. we will get into the giant uh, thesis that you apparently wrote for us. <laughs> okay, Lena, pick one. Uh, so Missy. before be- before before I do, it's very important because I think now I'm getting in the habit of having a requisite third party vote. I ha- I do have an answer to this, but um, you can't pick Homestar again. I'm not picking <laughs> Homestar. No, I think in this case the requis- requisite third party, uh, especially because it predates by one year exactly, uh, has got to be Shimmy Shimmy Ya uh, by ODB. <laughs> now see, I, as a Wu Tang head, that that would be me doing my yeah third party cast vote. But you know, let's be fair now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just, and the thing is that, like, for me, I look at um, both of these other rappers, and, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, like, I think they're all contemporaries, I think, you know, they all do great stuff, but I think you can see the influence, for sure, like, ODB and just Wu-Tang in general has, right. on, like, every rapper of that era, you know what I mean, but, like, because, yeah. I mean, they were, like, you know, I think probably, like, for me, as far as, like, 90s era rap, for sure, 100%, like, they were one of the first groups that, like, I was aware of, I remember being a kid and getting, a, like, a cassette tape with a bunch of stuff on there and cream was on there and i was like what the fuck is this right um yeah, but anyway um, it was for sure 100 percent. but okay so here's my my honest answer to the question mm. super duper fly the record is bookended both opens and closes with, with a guest with Busta. Busta was, yeah, he does come in. <laughs> and, 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 and let me say this too. Um, there was some talk about like them doing some kind of like versus battle. Like some people were like, oh, like, yeah, we want the, we want Ooh. Busta and Missy. This was like maybe uh, like 2019 or 22 or something like, like not long ago. And Missy basically came out and was like, was like, I would never do that because Busta's just like on a whole other level. And what I think is interesting is that if you look at later stuff, if you look at some of those other tracks that Darren was talking about, these other these other singles of Missy's that she's really known for in the mainstream, um, I feel like she's 
actually kind of leaning in. I feel like she's influenced by him. And I, and I genuinely don't like, there's a lot of criteria to look at, but I do think that ultimately as great as Missy is, even on Justice first record, I feel like as first records go and as like first hit singles go, I would give it to, I would give it to, got you all on. Yeah. For me, I would. I just think that like, as far as like the, the, like just the, like the lyrical content, the flow, like the, the nerdy references, like, you know what I mean? Like he has himself figured out as a personality a lot quicker. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just feel like, yeah. I mean, like if we're talking the music video, that's, that's a whole other story, but you know what I mean? Like Wuha is a mood. The rain is vibes. Right. I don't know why that's true, but just trust me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. For me, I like I listened to the back and back and forth a couple of times, and then like listened to stuff that they did together, and I was like, you know, if it was if it was Wuha versus a, a lot of other Missy singles, I probably would have give it to Missy. But for right. these two, I mm-hmm. would give it to Wuha personally. I get you. What about you, Todd? I, you know, it's funny you were like brought up your third party pick for ODB, and I picked these two because they were like. In the mid '90s, it was. I remember that being like a very serious time for hip hop. You know, your Nas and your, you know, Method Man, and I remember it like kind of being like very serious. And like, unlike the '80s, where you know it was like a lot more fun and silly. It's like, who's the the fun artist in the? And it was like just Missy and just Busta. And I was like, wait, wait, there's got to be one more. It's like ODB, of course, obviously, duh. And they're like Red like, Man. Or- <laughs> eh. Yeah, he's funny, but he. I don't think he had like hits where it was about him joking. Like, yeah. And then I was like doing my research. I did not know about the, the Wuha remix. Oh yes. Yeah. I was about to bring up. I was like, wait, have you guys seen the music video for the Wuha remix? Let's make sure that has yeah. been seen. Cause if we were to put that in there, yeah, I would definitely be going for the Buster Rhymes and ODB Wuha remix. <laughs> that insanity. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, these are like, I feel like three somewhat kindred spirits, except, you know, like, Mm. Missy and Busta were always very solid versus ODB, who was like also kind man. of yeah, just like this crazy man who kind of self-destructed. Yeah, and I was like, gonna say. Well, and that one of them at this point literally is a spirit. Yeah, uh, yeah. for rest in power, ODB. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, but I I see these things. I'm like, who would I pick? Because I love Wuha. Got you all in check. Like so much. I love it so much. Right. But the rain feels like a game changer in a way mm. that Wuha is not. Wuha is a very, very, very good song, but the, the rain is like the future, right? Of rap. I, was Timbaland a, a thing before this this album? Like I, um, I know he, she, he and Missy were. Uh, yeah, because I know they produced, but I think this was like the first time. It's like name on the map. Here is Missy Elliott and Timbaland. They're so tight that you get their tiles, their styles tangled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I just watched the the, the parts of behind music leading up to this first album. They were both working with Aaliyah at this point. Yep. But right, like, what I think Timbaland and Aaliyah, I think, are you that somebody from the year after this, not the year before? Exactly. Yeah. When Missy hits, she changes everything, and this is what is like the entirety of the two thousands is going to be about. Like yeah. this is like. They have changed things. I think I went with Busta anyway. Yeah. I just love it so much. I just love that fucking song so goddamn much. <laughs> y'all, yeah, y'all, 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 y'all. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, this is that's it. That's it. Really, is song versus song, right? It's very tricky, and like we have to factor in um, where things hit. Yeah, like if when Histor- I was- historically for sure, yeah. but at the end of the day, like one of these songs, just in the moment, like when you're listening to them, for me is better. Right. It, like when I was younger, I probably would have gone with Buster Rhymes because I so love that wild out energy so much. But yeah, as I think, like you know, just as I'm older now, I'm thinking like, hmm, what would be the song that I would just throw on? It would probably be the Missy Elliott song because it is so like chilled out and also like i think about it, you know buster rhymes has more flow and as he went on buster rhymes became a lot more of a focused on the lyrics sort of guy and he did kind of chill out and became you know well i think less cool by trying to be more cool for the ladies so i gotta i, I can't be his manic and fun anymore because p diddy said it makes more money if you do hit songs for the ladies where you're chill so he's got to be all baby if you give it to me i give it you know and not that i didn't talk about the janet too, one uh, 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 no, 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 not even that one. Yeah, I didn't like that. But uh, the Mariah Carey uh, song, you know, which I do like, but it's so clearly like a I have to calm down and be cooler now because, you know, that's what helps sell more records instead of being fun and wild and out. But meanwhile, Missy is allowed to be, you know, the fun, wild out personality as her stuff goes on. However, like she was never really known as being one of the lyrical per- people. You know, even if you like respected her and loved her, like, you were never like, oh, but she's got bars, bars, bars like that. She would just have a fun flow and use the onomatopoeias and have so, so it'd be like yeah sure she doesn't have like bars 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 but like oh you remember when she did the quiet <laughs> in your face like you remember the big poppy moments you know what I mean yeah like there's no one who raps like either of these people and they I think that's the big difference is that they don't rap like each other at all like they have like the similar visual look with the fisheye lenses and the hype Williamses but as as rappers they are just like day and night Except yeah. for, you know, they're they're crazy. They're, you know, big personalities, big energy. But, like, Busta, well, he's got that Jamaican flow, I guess. Yeah, it's like, you know, you can tell he had, And it's like, there's a slight tinge of a Jamaican accent, but it's like in conjunction with just that wild out manic energy he's doing anyway. So it's like, it's you can't even really tell if it's an accent. It just sounds like the very specific, unique voice of Busta Rhymes screaming well, like he'll, this. He'll, he'll lean into it, you know, yeah. like... In in moments, but you know, oh, not, of course. you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I guess it's like, it's sort of weird. Like, cause he even, like he even drops it somewhere in this track. Right. Like he's got a, he's got a bit about, um, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah. <laughs> and like in there, he really leans in, but then it sort of makes you kind of like, wait, he says something about like one blood, everybody like junior reader. <laughs> yeah. Like once you hear it in there, it's like you can kind of feel it in the rest of the track. Yeah, yeah. From that point on, and it's just kind of funny that like every uh, every verse he has the same like rhyme scheme for like the whole verse. Like the first one is just Eid rhymes, and then the second verse is all ooze rhymes, and the third verse is all O rhymes. Even if you don't have like the the ability to analyze it that deeply, you're like, wow, this guy is doing something I have not heard someone do before. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, no one raps like Missy either. And the thing is, like, we were talking about, like, energy and so on. And these were, like, the first big hits from from either of them. And for both of them, they're both extremely laid back. And mm. for Busta, that's still, like, being at, like, a seven. But, yeah, right. like, these are very, like, this, Wuha is, like, choppy and jerky. And I, I don't mean that in the best possible way. Like, mm. you... It's- Kinetic. It's yeah. weird. It's yeah. It's weird and it's crazy, Phonetic. but it's also slow for a Busta song. It's not like 
like dangerous or give me some more or like the yeah. stuff he's doing been doing like the last 10 years whenever he shows up on things where he's just like 50 syllables per second. Oh yeah, the baby the east and the bigger the wins and I always give me more but I will never give you less. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I, I can do a lot of things. And I do think that's funny. Like Buster Rhymes, I feel like has lasted longer, like as far as like making songs where he's like there, you know who he is, right? Because yeah, he had that song Chris Brown a couple years ago. I feel like Missy Elliott, you know, she kind of doesn't have that as much and partially is because of that habit for her health. I think in the mid 2000s, she had to stop like touring as much. But um, yeah, uh, like, you know, there's that sort of difference. It's like, whereas I feel like her songs have lasted just because of how like, you know, big of hits and how they live at the club. But it feels like Buster Rhymes is like lasted longer as a personality, but like his song songs, like I don't, I feel like people don't like remember as much. Like I said, I feel like people would more likely play a Missy Elliott song these days sooner than a Buster Rhymes song. Like, am I wrong on that? Like, Oh no, you're absolutely right. Like people still remember Busta, which is impressive for a guy whose first song was in 1990. Like, yeah. like they still, Busta Rhymes is still like a big part of, uh, you know, the, the culture he's present people still appreciate Busta Rhymes, but people love Missy yeah. Elliott. Like they, like Missy Elliott has like gone like so far beyond icon status, like for a, you know, a certain mm. number of people. And like, and part of it was because like, she was a, a woman, like she was like yeah. a woman rapper and there was like no women rappers oh, like yeah. her. There were women rappers, but none like her. Not like Missy. And and you know, yeah. it was funny. I literally, when right. I sat down and watched the, the, the rain, the music video mm-hmm. and I had genuinely, I, I just hadn't watched it in such a long time. And you know, it gets so many points for so many people. I mean, it's a great video in general. Yes. Darren alluded to the, the, the whole trash bag thing, which is very iconic. Mm-hmm. But like, I had that moment where I like, you see, you see P. Diddy show up and you're like, deduct a couple of points. <laughs> but then, like, I had this moment where, like, somebody came up on the screen and my brain went, the brat? Right. Oh, yeah. The brat. And, like, and let me tell you something. Like, legitimately, it was, like, up until that moment, it was, like, the Thanos snap had take, had just taken her out of my brain. And then, all like, like, legitimately saw her on the thing and it was, like, the end of Avengers Endgame where, like, you hear on your left. Like, yeah. it really was that moment. I was like, get out of here. But, yeah, I mean, like, there really weren't women rappers in the game that were blowing up on that level at the time. There just weren't. Yeah. You know, like, Foxy Brown was doing something. Like, there were a couple, you know what I mean? Like, There's a little Kim. And, and yeah, little Cam and like video too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and and, and Lisa Left Eye Lopez as part of a group, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like Missy just was on a whole other level. Oh, like for sure. there just was nobody else like her. And I remember distinctly again, you know, being somebody that was in high school and a teenager, and therefore thinking a lot about music. I rem- I remember her just immediately. I mean, both of them really, but I think Missy probably a little bit more. Um, just immediately like you, your eyes just go so wide, so quick. And another thing that's so interesting about her is that, um, in 1998, she headlined at Lilith fair. Wow. Isn't that wild? I've been, I've been doing like a lot of reading about Lilith fair and like, was like, well, you said it's a festival for women, but it's like one very specific kind of woman. And like, okay, well, then we're good. We're going to, we're going to expand it then. We're going to, you know, we're going to be for like all kinds of women. Like Missy Elliott was there. I think Queen Latifah also like uh, Monica or something. But it was like, OK, well, it turns out woman isn't a genre. 
Like what yeah, we have right. is like this in completely incoherent lineup. <laughs> like yeah, very, no one's very like odd, no but... one's taste is woman. Yeah, but, but also, but like okay, so but let's say this. Okay, so yeah. Lil- Lilith Fair, yes, uh, uh, for women, there is an inherent. I think you know, like it's it was more well known than Mishfest, which was specifically like really like meant to be like a very like queer women driven kind of thing. But uh. there was a lot of queerness, I think, to Lilith Fair, and this is really another big part of mm. um, Missy's success mm. is that. She is beloved by the gays. Like this is oh, this yes, is like a, this is like a this is a big thing that she has over Busta. I think for sure. Like she just and I think right from the start, right? Like you watch the rain and go, this is very gay. It was fun, campy, yeah, out there video, yeah, yeah. Like just immediately, like you watched it and like, yeah, just her with the with the sunglasses and the purple lipstick and the trash bag clothes, like, right. like blowing up in space. Like, there's just something so subversive, and I think that that kind of subversiveness, especially like messing with body type and expectation, mm. and like kind of like throwing deuces to that expectation, like in many ways is so tied to the queer community. And so like right from the jump, people just felt really strongly towards her, felt a strong connection towards her. I remember that right from the jump. Did, did Lil' Kim ever get any of, the, any of that like gay love? Because it seems like I think so. She's not as crazy as Missy Elliott, but her, she did have some pretty colorful videos. But I, I think yeah. Lil' Kim's like, she did sell a lot, and I think, like, you know, it was very immediate that, right, a big part of her fan base is, you know, guys, you know, liking her because, uh, you know, everybody wants the Lil' Kim poster. Yeah. So I think that if we're talking about um, Lil' Kim versus Missy, there is a very, for me, for memory, and, and again, this this is entirely anecdotal, but um, for me, it's, you know how uh, in the YouTube era we talk about the importance of authenticity? Yes, we do. Uh, I think that that was a, that, and I think that was a thing that Kim struggled with. And I, this is this is uh, not me saying whether or not I believe Kim is authentic or not. But I do remember, you know, a lot of you know people would talk about like her like lightening her skin and like all this type of stuff. Well, like, also like she write her own. Did she write her own lyrics? Because you know we know early on like you know Biggie Smalls helped her write her lyrics. So there's that sort of like blemish of like oh, but you're not like really right because you didn't write your own lyrics. You know, is that sort of like uh, talking about right. quality? Like, that, but it's kind of like chauvinistic, you know? Like because would you it, say, no one's saying that about Dr. Dre, right? Like no one's you know they, we know that he didn't write his own lyrics, but people don't really give him that much shit for it, you know? Like. Yeah, like to me, that's not. I don't think that that's a queer community thing so much as it was just a general perception uh, thing, and I think that that may have permeated all like across cultures. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that Kim just kind of struggled with that in a way that Missy, unquestionably, right from the start, had a vibe that said authenticity because this first video was designed to be like, "Oh, am I too fat for you?" Right. Like, there's something about that that I think just made her seem more real 
than almost anybody out in right. the game at the time. Right, like what other female rapper is going to put out a music video where they're making themselves look bigger? But, <laughs> not, but, not, yeah. but not even just amongst women rappers or women artists like in, in R&B or like anything. Like I just think period, like across the board. Like yes, obviously like this is like such a like a like a trick tricky thing where like in particular women are dealing with this on another level. But like yeah. I look at Missy and I think that she read as more real than I think even most men who were rappers in the right. game at the time. She, to be she's an individual. You. you know, this was about her. Like no one else has a video that looks like this because she is the person who makes a video like this, you know? Yeah. And then on, and then on top of it, it is also about like, Oh, and you know, she's a producer. You know what I mean? Like it's her. Oh, until, sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like coming up with this sound, this thing that like, it's not just about the way that it looks, but it also sounds unlike any, it, it just sounds so original. It's, yeah. it's such a, such like, that's the thing we really should, talk about right is, is that this as far as as the beginning of of her as producing her own stuff yeah that oh yeah so yeah this is getting to, into the breakdown that i want to talk about yeah so yeah first of all let's just talk about the music and the difference between them right like with this production it's so low-key it's so you just a boom but then you contrast that against, uh, you know, because I got to show love to this, too. But freaking uh, Buster Rhymes' production on that joint. the It sounds like a freaking cartoon uh, music. Like, where did this come from? And then you uh, find the sample. The original sample is. Uh, oh, by, yeah. Yeah. Galt McDermott space. Galt McDermott, the uh, person who did the music for uh, Hair, uh, the super subversive uh, 60s uh, musical, you know, against the Vietnam War and all that, all that fun, sexy stuff. Gal McDermott was like a weird jazz guy, and that song, that track I never listened to before. It's like so like spindly and weird. Yeah, and like it's almost like of, Tim Burtony. Yeah, and most of it is just kind of like noodling around, like yeah. It is a find. That is an amazing find, and you know, Busta doesn't really get any credit for a producer. I didn't even know he produced this. Right. Yeah. It was him and was what's the guy's name? Rashad Smith. Did I get that right? Yeah. Like I think his production name was like Tumbling Dice or something like that. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of any of these guys, and no one ever really talks about them as beat makers. But that is like off. That is like a deep cut to find. It sounds amazing. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it's really good. Although now that you've said uh, Tim Burton, now all of a sudden, all I can think is, man, what if we just sampled <laughs> some Danny Elfman music? Oh my god, that's got to be the next. <laughs> like, that's the next guy. Well, I mean, like. Tim Burton, I mean, excuse me, Buster Rhymes is like a, <laughs> it's like a cartoon character himself. Like, he wears the of giant course. hats, and he had, like, the the braids out everywhere, and, like, weird, like, Zubaz yeah. pants. Oh, you like, see the music videos uh, uh, that he did, like, with uh, on Space Jam, where you see his hair is, like, straight to the sides and straight up, and it looks like these stalks that he has on his head, but he's, like, just rapping like it's nothing, and it looks so goddamn cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Busta's track on Space Jam. It's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I, 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 that's that's a dear near and dear part of my heart. His verse on Monstars Anthem, and you know, we, we talk about you know how important Missy is like as a game changer to like so many different subcultures. Like I I just want to stick up for Busta Rhymes for being a really good fucking rapper. You know, you're right. Like, yes, right. Like his verse on Scenario, like it was like. I think I, I definitely knew who Busta Rhymes was before I ever like reached back to the early nineties and listened to like the real classics like scenario. And I listened to it and I was like, Oh my God, I am blown away. It's like, 
I already know who Busta Rhymes is, but if I didn't, I would be like, this man is a superstar. Sign him immediately. And I'm like right. shocked that it took him like five years to start having hits of his own after that. Like it is like a legendary verse. Yeah, yeah. He's so good that he appeared on a uh, a Tribe Called Quest song and just does, oh my god, yes! Oh my god! And it's so cool as a feature just because, like, oh yeah, like he has so much personality, that's all he needs to say and that's a hook. Like, <laughs> Was that one of the, one of the, the new Tribe? No, no, tribe it, it was a Tribe Called Quest song for like the 90s. But uh, yeah, yeah, going back to the production, oh, just to bring it up, like, uh, going to the remix of Wuha Got You All In Check, like, it's the same uh, sample that they use on Wuha Got You All Check, but they just use a different part of it, which is so cool to me. <laughs> like, you've got to listen to this remix because it just so sounds like the original beat exploded and reconnected back together in the strange other way that, like, it still works, but it doesn't sound the same, you know? It, it's it's an, a it's really amazing remix. I hadn't listened to it before this week. And my favorite part of it is the part where ODB just kind of just loses the plot and just kind of was like dah, 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 dah. yeah like he just goes like uh, I was wild out rolls and uh, found that nigga stripped in with no clothes uh, sitting back in the back seeing old mode and uh, so toes and windows about oh about oh, 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 say so can't go and I was like what the fuck did he just say <laughs> and then in the like, middle he's like congratulations bus on your solo LP like they're just randomly congratulating each other <laughs> It's wonderful. It is just fucking wonderful. I, uh, I, I wish I, I can't believe I hadn't heard it before now. Yeah, do yourself a favor, audience, and watch that music video. Yeah, I like I like listening to uh, Wuha during Christmas and seeing it as uh, I got that eggnog shit. That's right. I, I will tell you that that is when I because I was it was 1996 and I was stupid and didn't know things uh, mm. so different from now. And so I legitimately, the first time I was like, is he saying eggnog shit? Wait, which line? I, I, I got that head, that head nod shit. Oh, I got To make that. you break your neck. <laughs> I got I always thought he was, like, in the beginning, I thought he was, the first time I heard it, I was like, eggnog shit? Like, I mean. I also have do, heard. I do like eggnog. <laughs> where's the Christmas track? Do it. I have where's, heard him rap about the Christmas eggnog. Re- he has is that true? About, yes. On his on the Justin Bieber version of Little Drummer Boy. Oh yes. You uh, have immediately ruined this cool thing I wanted. You made it no, it was never cool. Hey, look, was, he, it, he, he did do that the, verse is that verse fucking rules. Hey, he did uh, all right. He did do the it's, rap verse uh on uh, uh that what is it, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. You know, that that was a fun time, huh? <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Mr. Grinch, why you be doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? You're stealing the Christmas for the kids. Is that is that a thing? Yes, yes. Is that a real thing? That song exists. Yeah, and at the end, Jim Carrey goes, "Shout out to all my who's down in Whoville." <laughs> oh my God, you're you are trying to tell me that Busta Rhymes is the '90s and 2000s version of Boris Karloff. And I feel great about that. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can't, I, you can't hate on that, right? Right? <laughs> you, I absolutely cannot. And it makes me wish that the horror movie that, that uh, Busta is known for was a better one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Which one is it? It's Halloween. Wait, yeah, it's Halloween Resurrection. That, yeah. that movie sucks. It is not good. <laughs> Let's get back because I wanted to. I wanted to. We talked about uh, video. We talked about the beep itself, and I was saying like, you know, as much as I like think both of them are cool, I got to give it to Missy because like the beat is just so like in the fucking next century, right? And then oh, yeah. when it comes to actual lyrics, 
like I thought I was gonna give it to Busta on this one because of just like oh yeah doing that you know flow on the on the sort of same word for each verse but then I sort of thought about like but when I think about it it like yeah sure Busta's doing a lot in each verse but I like remember everything that happens in Missy Elliott's verses because it's so weird everything that happens when she just goes like five six seven eight nine ten begin but then she has she redeems it right she has that little slippery flow part where she goes like I sit on hills like Lauren until the rain starts coming down pouring like like that just sounds so cool like the way she said that with the flow you know it's just so goddamn cool it is really cool the way. I mean, so first of all, I mean, if we if we're gonna talk about samples, we, I mean, we have to talk about Ann Peebles. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about I can't stand the rain, the actual song, which if right. you've never listened to it, is fucking phenomenal. That's a fucking great track. It's a little more known, let's say. Yeah. Um. But uh. But it's really it's cool the way that you know. I like to think about uh. I like to think about um sampling like it's uh. Like it's a cooking show. Uh, you ever, you know, watch like a, like a Chopped or a Guy's Grocery Games, if you will. Uh. And when they give you, there's a, re- sometimes there was a required ingredient. You must use this ingredient. The, the big note that they give people, like when they've done it really well or really poorly, it's always the same conversation, which is whether or not they successfully transformed the ingredient. Uh. And what's really cool is that even though, there is this one part where like Missy has taken Missy and Timbo took like sort of the the weirdest part of I Can't Stand the Rain. Like mm. that part sounds very different from the rest of the track. Yeah, yeah. But even if even though like that almost is just lifted and slotted back in, the way that they then use use and transform it throughout the rest of the track is very exceptional. It's really yeah. fucking cool. We haven't actually talked about the main sample from I guess we have talked about the main sample, but like the hook of Wuha Got Y'all in Check is not from originally from Wuha Got Y'all in oh, Check. Right. That is from a Sugar Hills gang song from like 1980 or something. Yeah, I want to yeah, tell yeah. you, in both cases, I had no idea. I'd never heard of The Rain by Ann Peebles and I'd never heard of uh, Eighth Wonder by Sugar Hill Gang. I ran, came across them randomly when I was kidding. I was like, what? Missy and Busta <laughs> didn't come up with these on their own? Mind blown. <laughs> The the Sugar Hill Gang sued Busta Rhymes in 2007 over the Wuha track, knowing damn well that all of hip hop knows that like Sugar Hill Gang like totally ripped off all of their verses from like these other dudes. Like, like come I on didn't now. know that. Oh yeah, like fucking uh, Big Bang Hank where he says like I'm the C A S A the N O V A and the rest is F L Y. It's like wait, you're spelling out. You just said you were Big Bang Hank. That's not how you spell that. That was someone else. And it <laughs> turns out, like, yeah, he just ripped the other dude spelling out his name because he just so didn't think anyone was going to, like, care to find out. So it's like... He, well, yeah, like, hip-hop was nothing at the time. But that's like saying, like, you know, I produced this beat, and then you hear on the beat, like, you know, uh, DJ on the beat, and you're like, what? <laughs> it's like, are, are you sure you produced that beat? Because it sounds like you just said my name on the beat when you, when you made it, <laughs> you know? Speaking of which, it's very important for, for somebody to say... This is a Missy, Missy Elliott <laughs> one time exclusive. Uh, there are just points in which she just says it on like every track. Right. Especially I, later I think, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren and I talked about this on the phone, I think, the other day, but I was like, it's it's like uh almost like if you're listening if you're like listening to music that you might use 
like in a movie ah, right. as, 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 as like a theme for a podcast or whatever. And like, you're listening to the sample, the name of the, the people who, who have licensed it, the website, <laughs> yeah, like the you'll Apple hear music. the name of the website. Like, it'll be like express music yeah. as you hear the music over and over again. And I'm like, that's like what Missy is doing. She's just like making sure that you can't use her stuff without <laughs> knowing it's her. Like every five seconds, she's just like, Missy Elliott made this. You fucks. Uh, she kind of was the precursor for that, right? Remember in the late 2000s and every fucking guy had to do their water uh, watermark on their beat, you know, yep. uh, Beluga Hike, you know? <laughs> it's the cataracts. <laughs> right. I mean, we still have producer tags. I mean, DJ Mustard lets you know and Metro Boomin lets you know that it was them. Yeah, but I at least like, you know, when they try to make it like just part of the beat where it's just like, oh, you, you can this. But when it was like that, who, it was that specific dude, that JR dude, who would literally just do like, he was basically the uh, the P. Diddy times 10 for the 2000s, right? Where he would just like, who was he sampling for? Who's that guy? Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jason Bruno. Yeah, that yes. was what he produced for a lot. And he would just do the most obvious samples. And so it's like, you're doing the most obvious samples that are, of course, going to become hits because. Like you're using the bigger, and then you put oh J -J 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 -R. oh yeah from the mind of Jr. It's like shut up, anyone would have used that sample. Like that, that wasn't clever. I mean, you're yeah, a, you're a, a producer. You're allowed to use producer tags, even if you are like a lame producer like JJJR. <laughs> but here's the here's a real question, and I have not done the math, math, so I don't have the answer. If somebody wants <laughs> to do it, feel free. Missy Elliott has she said her own name as producer more times on her albums, or has she mentioned? cars more beep beep I, uh, she motherfucking beep <laughs> because she like there was a good there's like a, a, i mean she has i mean i don't know if she has it anymore but she had like a real like car addiction yeah like she like this is a woman who was like i'm Bad not gonna lovers. i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop smoking weed because you know i'm like trying to get closer to god or whatever but like i'll buy three cars a year <laughs> Dude, it's insane, but they got money like that, right? Like, that was the age where, like, you know, hip-hop cats, they just had cash. So it was like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'll stop weed, so I need to do that, you know, for my health. But it's just like, oh, shit, but I ain't never had money like this before, man. I'm trying to fucking get these cars, son. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, she's like the Jay Leno. But just in the car, just in the car right, way. Right, like, <laughs> just in the car way. Yeah, don't oh, be smirch her uh, legacy. <laughs> Catch down the rain. But yeah, okay, so I'm gonna throw it to you. So now we gotta talk about video. Which was the doper video, right? Oh, that's uh, uh, that's, well, that's that's no question. Yeah. I mean, like, and I, I really love everything Buster Rhymes has ever done in any video. Like right. you, know, you can't not look at him and right. like the only the only video he has that even comes close and it's like and it's not that close is uh put your put your hands where my eyes can see. Like that is I think the iconic Busta Rhymes video, it's mm -hmm. not Wuha. Jeez, I was about to say, and the iconic Missy video, and I was like, well, shit, actually, I don't know if there is a the iconic Missy video because she has so many goddamn iconic yeah. videos. Like, work it, she's a bitch. Right, I, like, I was about to say, uh, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, throw the work it, but then the first thing I thought was the, the Mega Man video. Bah, 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 bah. You know, like, that video was fucking epic. Everyone remembers that video, <laughs> you know? But if I had to pick one, it would still be Super Duper Fly. It, yeah. That's that's the one, if there is a one, which is arguable. But like that's her first is her best video, or most iconic, I think. See, okay, but when it comes to like, yeah, which video between the two is best, like, I think I, I definitely got to go with like Buster Rhymes on this one because it's like, really? As cool, yeah, as cool as like 
the part of her, like, you know, with the suit and seeing the, the, the things swinging back and forth, you know, uh, around her. Like, that's a cool image. And definitely, like, the dancing, like, parts with the rain coming down. That's definitely fun. But when I watch the Wuha video, it's so mannequin insane. And it's just like, this is the quintessential 90s video where it's just like every scene is like a, a, a straight color. But, like, there's something interesting going on with, like, how they're doing the color. Who the fuck else would make a video that looks this weird? And, and the part where you see, like, the purple behind him. And he's, like, on the stool. And he's, like, looks like he's almost about to fall off the stool. The way he's, like, just jumping around on it and, like, doing the manic energy. Taryn. <laughs> huh? But the trash can suit. The end. Yeah, the trash well, yeah, 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 like, yeah, like, here's the thing. I want to be very clear. I want to apologize to everybody. I try to absorb all the wrongness that I can. I like to be the wrong one on this show. Yeah. I definitely don't like it when the guests are as wrong as Darren is. Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, but unfortunately, on this occasion, Darren is completely incorrect. Like, I mean, like, opinions can't be wrong, but in this case, it is. Wow. Let's like, call even, it a very hot take. It is like a sizzling it, it hot is, take. It, <laughs> it is a pretty hot take. It is almost as hot as the hot take that I had from last episode where I was saying that a Leonard Skinner album was better than mm. Led Zeppelin 4. It's, uh, it's like, it's not that I don't see like the, the effort, like, you know what I'm saying? The iconicness of the Missy video, right? And, and I will give, uh, concede this point that the beginning of Buster Rhymes' video, I don't like as much, right? Because he's trying to be too normal. Where he's like, oh, here, we're just driving around the city and looking at all the lights of New York City. Like, you know, where it's like, oh, core, here's the cool song. Yeah, da, 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 da. And then it kind of like just randomly cuts off and then just like, yaw, yaw, yaw. <laughs> like, you know. Um, yeah, let's do something better. Yeah, I yeah, do exactly. like that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I just the thing is that the thing about um the Missy video is I don't it's not complex, but every single part of it, every single visual set piece is incredible. It it really there's is. just I can't think of any there's so few music videos that have ever existed that are as iconic as that one in in inside of my mind. And like it is not I mean like Yes, the garbage bag suit with the sunglasses and the and the and the purple lipstick that that does stick out to me. But also, honestly, like it make I always like that she was doing that thing where she's like sitting on top of the hill in the green jumpsuit, and then like her eyes and her lips are popping like it's a black hole sun music video. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> and her lips sort of detach from her her face. Yeah. yeah, and like it definitely made me think of Black Hole Sun. But like at the same time, like again, it's just. It's different. It's not like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, and also, like you said, like there's something about like you know. And I, I was watching the music video again, and you know, I remember being a kid. You you don't really see like the sort of strings on the edge of the the videos, right? Like you know, you're just kind of looking at the dancing and singing iconically. But then, like as I look at the video as an adult, like the camera kind of is slightly too pulled back, where you can see like the set around the dancing. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. The, I mean, this is always like such a dicey proposition to even talk about, but. Uh, there is, I mean, the concept of crossover potential exists, right? True. Like, it's one of those things where you go like, well, did, but did white people? I mean, like, I guess who cares? But at the same time, like, it is it is a thing that happened, right? Well, I mean, like, the truth of the matter is, yeah, after any they bo- artist. They both had, they both had a certain alt to them do you know uh, what i mean oh for yeah. sure and also it's just true that like after you know i mean people would tell you even back then it's like after your album sells five hundred thousand copies it's all white people like you know because but that's just like the nature of the beast because like it's just a lot of white people in america like <laughs> you know next to black people and then it's like so yeah if you're selling millions of co- if anyone who sold platinum like you had to have a crossover audience in a certain respect because like th- that's who's buying the records that's who's got the money to buy the records you know <laughs> 
Yeah. I just, it's interesting to me because like, I don't, I don't think they were, they set out to do that, but I think it just kind of happened. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I just, yeah. I mean like part of it is the music video, but part of it also is just the way that they're doing things. You know what I mean? Like just that, like both those tracks, like even if, um, Busta is a little more laid back on this than he usually is. It's still just, I don't know, man. Like he, there's just nobody like him. And, and nobody. I, and I will say like black, like the black people in that video look so goddamn cool in the Missy Elliott video. Like they just look so cool. Maybe everyone just especially went to their fucking barbers that day and got their shit tight, tight, tight. But like <laughs> everyone looks so cool in that video. Like Lil' Kim, she looks like she just has like a relatively normal like Bob shit, but she still looks so cool in the video because just the way it fucking looks. You know what I mean? Like and the the Buster Rhymes video, Buster Rhymes looks cool, but everyone else just kind of looks like, oh, they just kind of got everyone in the last minute to just sort of like jump around and have fun. All right, we're gonna do the the the, the four questions now. Yes, the now okay. four questions. Okay, it's not not as tight as it used to be. All right. Um, question. No, these are, you know these are questions that we we do in order to sort of focus up, think about the these songs from very specific places that help us understand whether or not one is better than the other. So the first question is a historical question. It's a matter of historical importance. One of these songs is going to be lost to time. One will remain forever in the, in the memory of humankind. Which is the song that has to stay for the culture? The rain. I really do think it's the rain. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, not, I love Wuha very, very much. I'm not sure. Like, I, you know, I'm sure Busta Rhymes has a giant place in the culture. But like, there is no Missy. There is no other Missy. There's just the one Missy. And without it, we don't have so much, like, not only just for the female rappers, just for, like, the visuals. Like, we do we have a Nicki Minaj without her? Do we have, like, so much? Do we have, like, so much? And, we, you know, this is, like, Timbaland's first big hip-hop hit. Timbaland basically owned the entire 2000s. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't. And, you know, the, like. Yeah. And, like, that kind of, like, super minimal but super busy sound. Like, would we have the Neptunes without Timbaland? I don't oh. know. And, like, you know, the I'm from Virginia Beach, so, like, we that entire area worships both Timbaland and the Neptunes and Missy and all that. Right. But like, like the Neptunes burst off with grinding with, by the clips. That's like a very minimal song. Like, do we have that without uh, Mm. the rain? Like there's, there's not really a question here. I agree completely. Yeah. I mean, again, as much as I like, it just one of these songs is legitimately more important to yeah. the culture. Yeah, this no is like one of the here. easiest ones we've had. <laughs> yeah, no argument All right. here. <laughs> yeah, it is, in fact, pretty easy. All right, number two. You can be a fly on the wall. You can experience Soup to Nuts, the entire creation, including music video, for one and only one of these two songs. When it, what is the one that, from a construction standpoint, you want to just witness that creation? I want to watch the birth. I definitely want to know like the exact moment the producer was sitting and chilling uh, for the Busta Rhymes Wuha got you all in check and heard that sample. It was just like, who's that part? Like, I want to know, like, you know what I mean? Like what inspired them? Or did they use like another part earlier and that didn't work? And they, you know what I mean? Like what, what was the, like, I've got to know what happened there, you know? So that's what I would go with. And then also hearing Busta Rhymes just like, you know, rhyming, like seeing his face as he's rhyming these insane words, you know, forget the moment nigga just passed us Cisco. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Whenever he said Cisco on that track, I was disappointed he wasn't talking about uh, Benjamin Cisco from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Who was he talking Dropping about? all those other pop. I don't even know. <laughs> I just know that it's I don't it's not it's not then Commander Benjamin Cisco. 
<laughs> uh, soon to be Captain Benjamin Sisko from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, and it should have been all right. There's gotta I be still, a Star I Trek. still think it's, I still think it's the rain for me though for these two. I think just like seeing Timba and Missy like figuring out the track, figuring out like what they're gonna sample, like. I don't know. And the music video again, like just to oh. like see all those people all together, you know what I mean? In a spot, like, you know, it's too cool. Not you to know, I would like to see that, like that, like the or track is, or originally has a whole bunch of like instrumentation in it. Right. And you know, they're having that moment of like, no, wait, take that out. No, wait, take that out. Hold on. <laughs> take everything out except for the like background, like little stuff that's happening. Does this still work? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, a, it's like that scene from Pootie Tang. Yeah. I was just about to say, because <laughs> Missy Elliott appears in that movie. Why are you shaking your head, Lena? What was that? It's exactly like a scene in reference Tang. to Pootie Tang. Yes, <laughs> you'd be smirching the name of Pootie Tang over there. I'm not right. going to say anything. I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> All right. Question three. Question three. Very important question. I think, it, especially for this one. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't know. I actually don't know. This is as obvious an answer as as it is at first blush. Megan Thee Stallion, gonna get up to some hot girl shit, as she does. And uh, she's gotta prep. You know, you gotta prepare. You can't just walk out the door and do hot girl shit. Nobody's got that kind of heat. Nobody, not even Meg. You gotta listen to some kind of music to get you hyped up. What is she gonna listen to? What song for all time is hot girl shit of these two songs? And it can only be one. Yeah, it's the rain. Okay, well, see, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You, like... If the question is, uh, which one is hot girl shit, my answer is The Rain. Mm-hmm. Which one is going to get me more hype for a night out? That answer is Busta. So I need clarification on what we're really asking here, because this is oh, actually right. quite difficult. Yeah. Are like, we so saying which know. song would she remix and embody, or which song would she throw on to get hype specifically? Yeah. I don't I mean, like, if it's a night of hot girl shit, that's, that's always how we've presented it. Yeah. I guess this is, it's really going to depend upon your interpretation of the question of, yeah. of, of I, hot girl. I, shit. I just feel like the moment where where you say beat beat who got the keys to the Jeep. I see Megan, uh, you know, utilizing that to the fullest of her, you know, of, that's, of her abilities. That's pretty hype. I think that'll that'll push it in in favor of Missy. I think that's a good I think that'll decide uh, see, it for me. See, you, you, you can say that. And yet for me, beat beat. Who got the keys to the Jeep? Vroom sounds less hype and more like the next thing you're gonna say is the cow says. Oh no! <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like it really sounds like we're we're rapping to little kids that think that cars are neat. <laughs> well, you know, but like it's, it's a little like it's a like it's Missy with a little matchbox. Car. Okay, but well, like, cars are neat, so. I think if it's if you're getting ready for like a really hype night, like you're gonna go out and you're gonna dance all night and you're gonna get crazy. Oh, I get you. To me, to me, it it it, it it's wooha. If you're gonna go like chill, if you're gonna like smoke a lot, you mm-hmm. can just get smoked out. Mm-hmm. Then it's the rain. Okay, that you know. So to me, like in my mind, I I would still give it to Busta on this one personally. That's, that's fair. Like this is not one I have like strong feelings. I mean, I have very strong feelings for both. So like I'm pretty ambivalent about which one I would pick. I could I, I could hear the argument for both. But I'm going to tell you we're about to face a very difficult challenge. Is this the Shatner one? Don't don't blow up my spot, man. Oh, my bad. Some <laughs> somebody's listening to Song versus Song for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And it's me. I came up with this very smart, not at all ridiculous question. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. We, no one so, heard anything. Go ahead, start. That's, there okay. you go. That's it. Cut it. Right. So question number four, not just the most important episode, not, not just the most important question that we ask every episode, but also the most important question that you can ask, period, as a living, breathing, sentient being. Um, and that is uh, William Shatner, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, a man with uh, with thoughts and opinions that you shouldn't look at on Twitter. <laughs> but with music. Uh, but but he's but he's but he's a, he's a he's a great artiste, both as an actor, a performer, and yes, as a musician. He's going to do a Shatner version for one and only one of these two songs. Which song for all time must be Shat upon? Which one of you motherfuckers stole my flow? You hear the like light music in the background do, 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 <laughs> as he's rapping along with it, you know. <laughs> oh man, you know, as much as I would love to see him try to conquer the manicness of Buster Rhymes' flow, uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I do kind of want to hear him say the more iconic, like per line uh, lyrics of The Rain, you know. <laughs> like, I do want to hear the beep beep. Who got the keys to the juke? I think I just, like, with one line, I talked myself into picking Busta. Like, <laughs> you know what? I totally see it. I, I just, like, just to be like, we've got to get to that line. I just got to know what that line sounds like. <laughs> yeah. That one line well, is, is... Well, here's the thing. All right, so I have a... I'm going to give you a counter for this. Because that's a great answer. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly stick with it, and I don't think you'd be wrong. However, on the advertisement side of things, on the price line... Mm-hmm side of things. Mm-hmm. Only one of these two artists was getting that armor all money. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. And I just was like, I really want to see William Shatner do an armor all an armor all commercial. Oh, he like holds it up when he says the line. <laughs> yeah, I got the armor all to shine up the stain. <laughs> Looks like it's about to rain. What a shame. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, that alone <laughs> makes me want it to be the rain. But it has specifically actually be an advertisement for armor all. Oh, Shatner, try to maintain. <laughs> as, as ever, we are, we are no closer. Yeah. No. Uh, sometimes she, it helps, sometimes it doesn't. He sits on hills what? like Lauren until the rain starts coming down. Yes. So, All right. what, about, what about the reader comments? Noah Henderson writes, Maybe Todd, Lena, and company can give me the context I need to understand how Wuha is actually a masterpiece. But to my untrained ears, Busta Rhymes sounds like he just escaped from an underground bunker he'd been trapped in since 1982. <laughs> I only read this comment to read the a response to it it's from Jeremy Tyler, who writes, "You say that like it's a bad thing." Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you complaining about? <laughs> Jeremy Tyler also adds, "The term underground rap originated when Busta burst from the crust of the earth like a dune worm." <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can see the dreads like you know on the dune worm for Busta too right like <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a i think that's a pretty accurate statement Busta did in fact burst from the earth wow, like, wow, a, dune like a dungeon dragon <laughs> <laughs> all right nowhere girl writes i haven't heard either to my knowledge so i'm gonna go with the one that has woo-ha in the title i cannot argue with this but you can go listen to the songs before you vote, <laughs> just to be clear. But if you're not going to, the one with Wuha in the title sounds absolutely correct for me. And 
Wuha comes with two exclamation points, right. which is a, the correct number of exclamation points, I feel like. Three would be too many, and one would be not enough. Yeah. Kiri Cleveland writes, Wuha is probably one of my favorite old people hip-hop songs. Oh, I oh. saw that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's destructive to my self-esteem if I had any left. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> look at that you know it's so funny man it, like when you go back then right like in 96 they would be calling you know the 80s the old school but then like i remember karis one making a song of being like in 86 people were calling like 80 the old school and it's just like why is everyone caught i'm so quick to call everything the old school <laughs> nobody but 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 please note old school wasn't what happened here yeah. it was old people <laughs> right well, and you know what's funny now it's like yeah Wuha is no this, that's legitimately old school at this point like yes that's like over two decades I, yes that is old school <laughs> that is old yeah school. i think like, it's very important and, and in point of fact actually if you go back and watch the video you will see that busta was wearing an onion on his belt as was the style of the time <laughs> matthew blackwood writes is picking the rain instead of work it just to give anyone else a fighting chance like Missy oh. fighting with her left hand so it's not over too quickly. <laughs> like, if I had put work it against anything, yes, this would be a fucking slaughter. Yeah, Honestly, would be I, a expected, no question. I expected Super Dupa Fly to be a fucking slaughter anyway, like, for all the reasons we said otherwise. We'll see if it was or not. But, like, I expected, like, poor Busta, like, straight into the, <laughs> the Dungeon Dragon's mouth, I guess. Like, <laughs> maybe it was close. Maybe Busta even won. Who knows? <laughs> all right. Jeremy Hanna writes, it's going to be really sad if a Superfly song loses twice because we had. Oh, man, I was thinking about oh. that, too. Thank you for pointing that out, <laughs> Com- yeah. commenter. Please feel free to, to go back and, 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 and check out our Shaft versus Superfly episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, another thing these two episodes have in common was like the first one. I for- the, the votes were a little low because I couldn't uh, because I forgot to promote it on Twitter. And uh, the votes are a little low on this one because I can't promote it on Twitter because my fucking Twitter's fucking suspended because I got oh. copyright claims for a bunch Ooh. of pig memes I posted 15 months ago. It's oh so God. annoying. It's so <laughs> fucking annoying. That Havelina got 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 its revenge. Oh God! <laughs> it it ran right over me. <sighs> <laughs> All right, one last one. This one uh, comes in on Twitter, on the song versus song Twitter. From Pa Dugan, our producer, who writes, whatever the actual outcome, I'm going to edit the show to make Busta the winner because that is the correct answer. <laughs> and it's going to be like, and the winner is, and you just hear someone who obviously sounds different, Busta Rhymes, who is the best? <laughs> I mean, like, you just gave him the thing he can just edit in. You just, he doesn't even have to put it in a fake voice. Like, God damn it. <laughs> so that is, uh, that is what we, we're left with. So... Now that we have to actually, what do you think the vote count was, like percentage-wise? Who who won and by how much? I think it's probably a, a, a 66 to 33 blowout for Missy. That's what I'm thinking. Is that, uh, it, yeah. is that the, our, our level for blowout? Six, you know, two-thirds to one-third is the, officially a blowout? I think so. I yeah. think so. I don't, I mean, I, I kind of hope that it's more 60-40. There was never a moment where I thought, Busta had a chance. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Even as I listened to the two and, and genuinely thought, I, I don't, you know, I think most people shoot from the hip on these when they answer the poll. Like, I'm not mm. saying that nobody's mm. really given it a lot of thought, but I think that people go by instinct. And I, if I had just gone by instinct, I would have gone for the rain. 
but I thought about it for a while as I do. And I like talking myself out of my first instincts because it's fun. <laughs> um, and uh, I do my own Socratic arguments in my head. And uh, yeah, I, but I think especially, and Darren and I talked about this. I said, you know, one of them has got, again, like immediately like was subversive in that way that attracted them to a queer audience and I think that, right. like, un- unless you do something real problematic, as long as you've got that, you're just going to stick it out forever. So I just assumed, like, even just, I mean, again, it's a great track, but I think that really is one of those things that puts it over the top. I think it's going to be 60-40. That's my guess. That's my hopeful guess. I want Busta to get at least a decent amount. A, a reasonable, respectable fighting shot against Missy Elliott. Like, if you if you do better than, like, five votes against Missy Elliott, you've done something really right in your life. Here is the vote count. For a total of 164 to 240, that's a 40.6% to 59.4%. The winner is obviously Missy Elliott. Uh-huh. But I think I'm going to count this as a win for Busta because he managed <laughs> yeah. to get 40% yeah. Yeah. against Missy Elliott. That's hey, hey. that's amazing. Like that's like that's officially like GOAT of all time, like greatest of all time, <laughs> yeah, except yeah. for Missy Elliott. Yeah, yeah that's, that's 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 little Mac beating Mike Tyson. Right, you know? this, this is Rocky bout. Yeah, this is <laughs> like maybe you didn't beat Apollo, but you made it twelve rounds. Like congratulations, right? <laughs> you made him bleed. <laughs> that was a good one, but like, good good job, Busta. You got more than forty percent. Uh, I appreciate it. I think that's right. That's that is the correct vote count: forty to sixty for Missy. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Before before, before oh, we go, promote yourself. Right? Very, 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 very important, Darren. Oh, promote yourself. Yeah, uh, if you want to support your boy, you can always go to Patreon.com/slash/RapCritic. That's where I put out the uh, my rap critic episodes. You get to see them early. Plus, the my review a new movie podcast is uh, on there now, so you get the rap critic plus the movie podcast, and get to see hear the exclusive episodes for everyone else does. Uh, and then, of course, my Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv slash rap critic where you can uh yeah i do streams and we listen to like the billboards top 100 but every now and then i'll do like a fun playlist like a um you know samples playlist where i'll like play like you know uh, a hip-hop song and then the song that sampled it you know i mean the song that it was from, you know what i'm trying to say uh, yeah but, but yeah you know so i'm doing a whole bunch of shit out there you know what I'm saying keeping myself busy you know what i'm saying uh trying to keep this income coming in you know so yeah yeah man you just uh check out your boy you know all right and uh, you want to pro- uh, support us, go to Song vs. Song Patreon on patreon.com slash song vs. song, song vs. song. And uh, you can, uh, well, you can't catch me on Twitter. Or you can't catch either of us on Twitter. We're both, uh, like, taking a break, I guess. Mine involuntary, yep. but. <laughs> three, <laughs> months, three months strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three months Twitter free, I feel like. Okay, so <laughs> just. I got off a of heroin. So just Patreon, I guess, is what we're going with for the time being. Or say, you- go, go, go give a dollar. It costs <laughs> you a dollar. You get bonus, you get bonus episodes. And if you've never given it before, you never listened to the bonus episodes. One dollar just doesn't get you the one for that month. You get the whole backlog. We've and been doing this, this for point, quite we've a while. Done preci- we've precisely 60 billion bonus episodes you can go and check out, right. including the most recent one, which at this point will have been Little Shop of Horrors, which I actually think is one of our best. It, oh, yeah. it really is. And it was one I was in, right? The Cats one where... Where we just oh, yeah, you go good. back and listen to Darren <laughs> talk about cats. That magical moment where it was just like it felt like we were on drugs. Like it was just like, did this night even happen? Like <laughs> it was so unfortunate that we weren't. <laughs> no, next time I'm I'm gonna go get me some shrooms and I'm yeah. gonna go watch that. That's what you can do. You ready to hear our next episode, Lena? Yes. All right. This summer vacation, 
We are doing Alice Cooper's Schools Out Ooh. versus Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, come on now. Another one I've been having to keep in my pocket for a long time. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really excited because Doug Walker is going to be the guest. Oh, stop. No. <laughs> we don't talk about that. I am sorry. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. That is going to be really good. That, that's going to be good. Let's catch you around. See you, everyone. Yeah, see you. Maximum frequencies through your stereo. Sorry, this is it, but homeboy, we got to go. Flip mode is a squid on. <laughs>